It's Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. Hour number three starts now of Green and Growing. Thanks for joining me this morning on a beautiful Saturday morning. Always glad to be here live in studio with you. Still looking at about 64, 65 degrees outside sun's not quite up yet so it is going to heat up to the mid 70s it's going to be a little warm um i wanted to start off by saying you know robin walensky there that you just heard do the newscast uh was out in and around fayetteville this weekend and posted some great pictures of angel trumpet and that got me to thinking oh my gosh angel trumpet they still look really really great right now and that may be something that you want to share with other folks that's a very very easy beautiful plant Uh, that you could certainly just get a cutting from a neighbor. You don't have to go out and buy it. Um, And I spoke with Sandra Parrish. She was my celebrity gardener back in August, and she gave us some great steps um, on how to propagate that and share the cutting. So I just kind of had that on my mind. If that's something that you're seeing right now and you just think it's absolutely beautiful, a lot of experienced gardeners have probably done this with success. But some of the key things and the successful steps that Sandra Parrish had with an angel trumpet Cutting the stem before the first frost, so now is as good a time as any. You want six to eight inches long, and you want to remove and cut that stem right above a node. If you look carefully on the stem and you see a little bump right above that, you can remove the leaves from the bottom part. And she puts it in a mason jar and just lets it root out. So a little bit of water in there, keep the water level enough to cover the stem, and it's going to develop roots and then just throw it in a small pot with some dirt and keep it in a decently warm place. We were talking about Mandevilla, now Angel Trumpet. Uh, keep it in a sunroom or the garage or something like that. Let it get some light and keep it moderately, not even not even moderately, just lightly, lightly watered. Um, and then you can bring it out in the spring after the chance of frost has passed. And you're really going to be very pleased with Angel Trumpet. just needs to get a lot of sun. It's going to bloom more prolifically in an area of full sun. It doesn't necessarily need full sun, but you do want those blooms. So that's great advice on how to propagate an angel trumpet plant. I think that's going to be so much fun for some of you to try. Or some people have luck taking that cutting and just sticking it right in dirt. I myself like to get the roots going to where I can see them. Um, so a clear jar is maybe you know a better option for you, and you really can keep control of it. If you've just got it on the windowsill or a place where you see it, make sure it gets the water that it needs, and you can kind of see the roots coming on from there. 404-872-0750. Holding for a little bit. And thank you so much. Charlene calling from Dawsonville. Hey, good morning, Charlene. Good morning. Hey, so what's going on? How can I help today? Well, um, my Japanese maple trees gave me little babies underneath. And um, I dug them all up this this spring and put them in little pots. And now I have them in 10-inch pots. But... I haven't decided what to do with them yet, and I've got quite a few of them. And so I'm talking about maybe 40 in in 10-inch pots. Wow. And so I don't know if I have to dig holes and plant them. They're probably about a foot high now. Do you know what kind of Japanese maple you have? I know that's a stretch because there are hundreds of varieties, but do you know what type? I know. I think... I don't know the kind, but they change colors. They're a little bit green and then turn red and kind of go back to green again. I don't... Yeah, do they have like you. more of a, a leaf with a larger surface area, or is it really feathery, kind of whimsical looking like fingers on the leaves? 
No, the, the the larger leaf. Okay, maybe just like an Acer. Um, there's so many varieties. You know, I honestly, yeah. I don't know the answer to that question. Um, a 10-inch pot sounds sufficient for now. And a lot of people do keep Japanese maples in pots uh, with some success if they just have a balcony or a little patio or something like that. But I'm sure there's some varieties that are best for that and definitely more tolerant of staying in a pot rather than being in the ground. Um, so I'm going to take your email address, Charlene, and I'm going to reach out to Norm Mitleider, who may be listening to the show right now. Good morning, Norm. Um, Japanese maple expert and has given us great advice in the past on hydrangeas and all that kind of thing. But I would love to know what he says. And you have so many. I want to make sure we don't fail. Um, and hey, if anyone needs a Japanese maple, Charlene's place in Dawsonville, maybe you could throw her a few bucks and, and get one. But I'm going to get your email address, Charlene, and get back with you on that because I want to know for sure maybe even what variety we've got and if they're going to be successful staying in the pots. Obviously, um, you know, it, it fall is a great time to plant new trees and shrubs and let them get established. Um, but I just don't know with them being so new and susceptible, maybe now would not be a good time to do that if it were the case that they need to be in the ground. Thanks for calling. I'll follow back with you. Up next is Dominic calling from Meriwether County. Good morning. Good morning. What's going on with you? I just wanted to to, to tell y'all, since y'all was on the Confederate Road, mm -hmm. is that you can't buy it at a store. You got to get somebody like a Southern person to get a cutting from. So... Isn't that funny? And like that other um, gentleman remarked as well, that really is kind of, I think of as well, I grew up in the Atlanta area and Woodstock and East Cobb and all of that. So um, I yeah. kind of think of that as a more, you know, kind of heirloom. Older. It is. Yeah, they just. Yeah, they it's don't a southern it. heirloom. In fact, in fact, I'm looking at my Confederate rose now and it's blooming up mm. to the hill, up to the to the sky. So pretty. And have you ever shared cuttings with other people or had people come up and ask for one? Not yet. We haven't had, we haven't, well, I mean, we've had some people and we, we're trying to let it um, settle in before we can do a cutting. And we want to try to get some more because we have a lot of people that just like do some more cuttings and put them all over their house and they have white and pink and all, all of the colors on them. So Yeah, where those blooms transition to make that slow transition from white to pink or from pink to white. So Dominic, that's yeah. that's really good info. I'm glad you called and I'm glad you're enjoying yours. And it's how tall? I mean, is it twice as tall as you at this point? Oh, yes. <laughs> God, yes and there's so low maintenance. There's nothing you need to do to them. Yeah, it's, and it's like during before they bloom, it's like a weed. In fact, Gra Grammy, she, she like comes out, she's like, we need to chop it down. I was like, no, honey. It's, it's the Confederate Rose. It just don't bloom right now. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to do a darn thing to it. You're absolutely right. And for those of you who missed the call earlier, this gentleman in Athens, Craig, driving by a church, wondering, what is this big snowball type flower on this huge bush? And that is a Confederate Rose right now. And I'm really glad we've gotten a chance to talk about that plant. I don't think it gets enough credit. So um, if you see one, you know, certainly feel free to ask someone if you can take a cutting from it. That's going to require some patience and some time. And I did reach out to Pike Nursery as well just to see if they have any in stock. And they said it could be hit or miss depending on the store location and what their inventory is. So there in Meriwether County near Dominic, we would be talking about the Peachtree City store. I mean, of course, there's a lot of locations across the north metro part of the city as well. So that would be something to check out if you're curious about this give your local pike nursery a call and just see well thanks so much for the call 404-872-0750 stacy up next in loganville hey good morning good morning 
So what's wrong with your hydrangea? Oh, no. I'm not sure. Um, this is the first year. It has never had a lot of blooms, but it has bloomed for me. And this year it just quit blooming. And I didn't know if there was something that I could do to make it start blooming again in the future or if it has just played out. All right. Now, what kind of hydrangea do we have? We either have the mop head, the macrophylla, which would have been, you know, in full bloom early summer, or now that cone-shaped kind of grape-looking bunched uh, hydrangea that's in bloom now. Which one? Um, it would have been the one that early summer. Okay. So macrophylla. So those are really tricky. Um, and I still, to this day, don't really get the pruning straight. But it's a old wood, new wood kind of pruning technique and I guess you've probably heard Walter and I talk about that Stacy where those bloom on old wood so you see new right. growth you know this time of year and I think it's yes. going to be a year before that new growth puts on the flowers um, so when we prune if we take out the wrong stems then we're going to be pruning out um, the part that it you know the plant's going to need to put on the new bloom so I am looking at my fancy little resource right now because like I said I can never keep it straight and somebody shared something great with me from the farmer's almanac about pruning um, hydrangeas here we go okay so um, do you, I mean have you pruned in the past or do you just kind of let it go well um, we have pruned and well Someone had told us that we could just chop it all the way down yeah. and it will come back bigger and better next year after, you know, in the dead of winter, like February. Mm -hmm. And we did that. And maybe that's why this year it didn't. That's exactly Ooh. it. You heard me kind of go, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Chopped it all the way to the ground. Oh, no. So, yeah. So and that's why it did. it did really grow big this year, but it never bloomed. <laughs> yeah, it had awesome, you know, growth on it, and the leaves were all happy and stuff like that. So, yeah, we just hit the nail on the head there. So that is something that we want to prune after it flowers in the summertime, kind of in the dead of summer when it's hot. You're going to get out there okay. and be very selective in what you prune. Generally, you do. You think, if I'm just going to whack something back, Back, you know, lantana or something like that It's just going to come on full strength Which is absolutely correct, correct But like you saw, you had a lot of new growth And that's great But yes, so you just messed up the blooming cycle It's not a fatal mistake by any means So go ahead and let that grow out You are going to miss a year of blooms Because they need to establish what's the old growth You know, those old stems are going to be in place for about a year and then they'll bloom once they've become established And then the continuous new growth is going to be what grows Or what blooms the following year So Stacy, you're on the right track Don't even worry about, oh, what can I do now? Fertilizer, you know, just kind of go into panic mode Just let it be um, But for those of you who do have those mop head hydrangeas Never, never cut them all the way back Unless it's just a severe situation Where maybe uh, it was diseased or something And you're trying to, to let it really rebound And see if it'll Grow back, but you are on the right track, Stacy. So you've already kind of paid your dues and you've missed out on some blooms. So hopefully, next summer you'll be enjoying those. I'm glad you called. Thank you so much. We're going to take a break and check traffic and weather. I do think traffic is improving there on the east side perimeter. We'll find out in just a moment from Mike Shields. You're listening to Green and Growing right here on WSB. Scott Slade here on your WSB weekend. Enjoy Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca and Dave Baker's Home Fix It this morning on 95.5 WSB. The WSB News team, meteorologist Kirk Mellish and I, will be here Monday morning with Atlanta's Morning News. Here's Ashley. I've always been a rolling stone with a reckless streak. Blake Shelton and Gwen yeah, Stefani starting long. off your uh, your early morning Saturday right here on Green and Growing. Jason Byers playing some great country music for us. I appreciate that. 
All right, you want to know what the weather's going to do, and you know it's going to rain. You just may not know around what time today. So here to help you plan your day, Channel 2 Action News meteorologist Bradnitz is in for Kirk Mellish, and I was just watching uh, his colleague Ebony Dion on Channel 2 Action News this morning and talking about uh, those rain showers may be coming through late afternoon, early evening into most of metro Atlanta. So hopefully we'll at least get a dry afternoon, but for sure by dark you will see Rain high of around 76, going to be warm, low around 60. Same temperatures tomorrow, and the chance of a shower diminishes down to 20%. Green and Growing! Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca. Here's your garden to-do list this week. You know, and if you've been listening to the whole show, I'm going to change this. I'm not going to stick with the same three things that I have told you for the last two hours. I'm going to add a new one. I know, I'm just I'm just making things crazy up in here. I'm so sorry. All right, so number one, we'll stick with plant pansies today. We talked about that with Walter Reeves. You can go back and listen to the first hour of the show. He's got some great advice on being successful with those. A little bit of acidic soil, just rich, well-draining soil. You can mound them up a little bit when you plant them. Follow the guideline on the label with the spacing so that they can fill in really nice throughout the colder months and be really full. A fertilizer like Osmocote outdoor indoor plant food is going to do just fine. Everybody could be successful with pansies. And then as they kind of start to, you know, fade, you just deadhead them, bring your thumb or the pruners all the way down to the base of the stem and just cut that whole stem away with the flower once they start to fade and they will just continuously be growing throughout the winter months. Um, number two, kudzu, poison ivy, other weedy vines are more susceptible to chemical control. If that is the route you need to go, this time of year is going to be most effective for that. Follow the label directions, protect other plants in the area um, with ivies and even poison ivy. I have had a, a bio-advanced brush killer. I've had success with that. I'm highly allergic to poison ivy, so I stay at a distance and spray it. So number three, I'm going to switch this up after talking with Mickey Gazaway and thinking back to my conversation with Sandra Parrish back in August um, and Robin Walensky posting a picture of Angel Trumpet. That is on my mind right now. So we've talked about some really beautiful plants on the show today. Angel Trumpet, I am going to say, go ahead and propagate that. If you've got it, please make the offer to share it with some other gardeners. You want to take a, a cutting of the stem, six to eight inches long. You can remove leaves from the bottom part and then get that immediately in some water, like a nice little jar of water. Let it root. Watch the roots grow, and then you're going to want to pot it in some dirt, put it in a nice little pot, and keep it protected this winter inside, hopefully in a bright window. And then you plant it in the spring after the first or after the uh, last frost is over, and you're going to be so happy. It's as most to full sun is an area it's going to be happiest in. But I want you to share some angel trumpets with folks if you have them. All right, we're going to hear from Pike Nursery and the deal on pansies today and everything you need to know about how to be successful with those that coming up in 10 minutes here on green and growing stay tuned it's ashley frasca on wsb it's green and growing with ashley frasca plants flowers trees and stuff brought to you by pike nurseries on 95.5 wsb 8 
36 right here on your radio. Actually, not even on your radio. It is 8.36. It is what it is. Welcome back to Green and Growing. You can tell my brain's getting a little tired. I have just a little bit of time to go before Dave Baker literally shoves me out of this studio and moves in place for the Home Fix-It show. That is on from 9 to noon today. And then Belinda Skelton's Atlanta Living comes on at 1 o'clock. So stay with us right here. Even though no Bulldogs football, we've got great programming for you throughout the weekend. And the dogs are back next Saturday when they face off against the Kentucky Wildcats. So this is the time of day you listen to Walter Reeves for so many years and listen to the Lawn and Garden Show. We do the same thing here because we love Pike Nursery and the sponsorship of the show. And so we give them this this time every Saturday to let you know what's featured at the stores that week, what they've got a big inventory of, and just what they want to share with you. So I love the one this weekend. It's something we've talked about throughout the show. And I have with me Allison Smith, who's the manager of the East Cobb Store. Hey, good morning, Allison. Thanks for coming on. Oh, thank you. Good morning. How are you? We're having so much fun. Like, it makes me happy. I like talking about trees and shrubs and stuff like that. But we've talked about so many different flowers this morning. And that just makes me smile with the potential of how much you could be doing right now in the landscape and pass along plants and all the beautiful fall color that y'all have got in the nursery. So a popular one right now, pansies, right? Oh, yes. And we love this time of year, too, not just for trees and shrubs, but certainly for those pansies. Um, they are one of the best cool season sun-loving flowers mm-hmm. you can have in your landscape and in your containers. Uh, they're just gorgeous. They're so happy and pretty and bright. They come in nearly every color you can imagine. Um, so we love them. And it's, uh, it's the perfect time um, of year to go ahead and get those kind of tired spring and summer flowers that you may have in your landscape or your containers. Um, get those out and replace them with some cool weather fun stuff like pansies. And pansies are so good as the feature, you know, of the, your pop of color in the containers or in the yard. And then kind of we'll we'll get to this, Allison, I'm sure. But, you know, what kind of companion plants that they look good up against. But pansies, gardeners always talk about how they have faces, you know, the face of a pansy plant. They do just look happy, don't they? They really do. And they don't only come in uh, solid colors, but you've got on those faces um, the option of pansies uh, with blotch or mixed colors, which can add such great contrast and interest um, in a bed or in containers. They're just gorgeous. We love them. Um, You can do palettes of reds and pinks and soft colors, warm colors. You can also do complementary colors. Loads of people come in and like the purples mm-hmm. matched with uh, yellows, um, and blues, burgundy. and oranges. Oh, the burgundies so are pretty. gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And it's fun because you can change your palette and have different containers on your porch or in your backyard that complement a whole different line of color in your landscape. So go ahead and give us kind of the rundown, Allison, of how best to plant these. I can't just dig a hole in the Georgia red clay and and pop it in. It's it's a little more than that. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And because we want our pansies to be so successful through the cool months all the way to February and March, we want to plant them successfully from the get-go. And the best way to do that is to introduce first, of course, 
some fresh, soft soil. If we're planting in our beds, uh, we recommend our vegetable and bedding soil, which is great for annuals. And you just want to mix that in half and half with your existing soil there. For containers, of course, we've got our potting mix, which is perfect for containers. You don't have to mix that with anything, except we strongly recommend using um, a Dr. Earth annual bloom. It is a great... high phosphorus um, fertilizer. And the reason that's important is phosphorus not only tells the roots to establish, but it is super important in continuing those blooms throughout the season. It supports voluminous blooms. So your pansies keep those big, pretty faces and keep blooming more. So preparing your containers not only with the right soil and your um, beds with the right soil, but also introducing that good um, annual bloom fertilizer is a key to great success and longevity. I love that. I love that. And what do you think when you watch um, professional landscapers, you know, putting them in in the fronts of office parks and apartment complexes and things where they're just so showy and full, mounding them just a little bit? Would you advise that? Mounding them just a little bit, absolutely. And another, here's a fun pro tip. While you're here getting your pansies, don't forget to stop by our bulb racks. Hmm. A great pro tip is when you're digging those holes and preparing your ground, even in containers, go up, but especially in your bedding, dig a little deeper, drop in some daffodil or tulip bulbs, then plant your pansies on top. And then as spring comes round in early March, and your pansies maybe are ready to move out of the garden, you're going to have tulips and daffodils and other gorgeous bulbs popping right out. Just a little pro tip we like. Smart. But, um, yeah, two for one. I know. I like Fun, it. right? Yeah. And the mounding is, uh, is certainly a good pro tip. Um, additional to that, to add some interest in your beds, and then we'll talk a little about a little bit about containers as well. Introducing some of our ornamental cabbage and kale or dusty miller into those beds really adds contrast, texture. These are both great, cool season plants to get in there. It makes the color of the faces of those pansies really pop and just adds that point of interest and texture. Um, Cabbage and kales come in, of course, the greens, but there's some gorgeous darks and soft purples. Mm -hmm. The cabbage and kales often often have these veins with reds or pinks or purples in the center. Just really draws in your eye and, uh, and adds a new dimension to your beds. So giving us some ideas, this is Allison from Pike Nursery, the store in East Cobb, giving us some ideas of, you know, companion plants that would look good with pansies. And I love the idea of putting a bulb underneath the pansy. That way you're ready to go when the pansies start to die off. Now, we've got a commercial running right now here on the station for Pike Nursery talking about the Cool Wave pansies. What's different about that variety? Oh, I love that you asked. So Cool Wave pansies are often known as the trailing pansies. These are pansies whose uh, stems grow nice and long. They're fantastic in containers where you would normally think of just doing maybe Creeping Jenny to spill over. Why not add a Cool Wave pansy in there? Get some of those pansies to spill over. Not only do they look great in containers, they're amazing in hanging baskets because they fill up and spill over. We've got so many bright, pretty colors. You can do soft yellows and purples or a real pretty uh, Cool Wave called Raspberry that adds like that rosy kind of soft red. Really neat things to add. You can do a container with pansies in the center and then Cool Waves trailing over and just be pan, pansy amazing. <laughs> and so now, if, if we 
we don't want it to trail and we do just want the standard, you know, plants for bedding, what are we looking at as far as like size and, and price range for pansies? Sure. So for the regular pansies, we offer them our most our most popular is the three and a half inch containers, and those are just one fifty nine each. Um, several stores have four packs available at two ninety nine, and then the Cool Waves are currently on sale for two ninety nine. They're regularly four forty nine, so that's a great sale. And the Cool Waves, I mean, they're already in like a hanging basket type situation where I just that's how I buy it, right? Well, we do have hanging baskets. Those are a little bit of a different price point. Okay. The cool ways that we have on sale are just in those four-inch containers. Okay, so they come in four-inch containers. Very good. And now, if I just had a standard hanging basket kind of size, how many would you recommend that I put in there so that they're not crowded out? That's a great question. So for about a 12-inch um, hanging basket container, you can comfortably get five or six in there. You want to leave space for the roots to establish. And if you're doing just the cool waves, do that. But um, sticking with about five, six to get in there with pansies and cool waves is a good mix. You always still have a little bit of room for your trailers if you want to add some points of interest, again, with like Creeping Jenny. Those are great points as well. And I want to ask you something else. Who knew we could talk so long about pansies, but I'm excited. Right? <laughs> Walter and I, I think, talked for like eight minutes earlier in the show about this very topic. So I want to ask you, for maybe folks that don't know or have heard the word and, and weren't sure what it was, some folks say violas, and explain the difference to us, or if there even is a difference between violas and pansies. So violas are so precious. They've got smaller faces. So, and, and they do exceptionally well, just as pansies do, both in the cool temperatures and in the sun. They can add uh, a really nice femininity to a bowl and also add points of interest because when you have those big faces of pansies, you've got the soft little faces of violas. Additionally, violas also often have, uh, we often have a wide variety of multicolors in the faces. Mm -hmm. So you get um, purples and yellows and whites all in one face. So it adds a lot of contrast and complement to your existing pansies in a bowl. Good. I love that. Well, Allison, thank you very much for sharing everything with us about pansies this morning. I'm excited to go pick some up from Pike Nursery. And again, the deal on Cool Wave pansies, if you're looking for one to trail over the side of a pot or you want to put them in a hanging basket, two ninety nine for the weekend, right? That's right. Come on in. All right. Well, Allison from the East Cobb store, thank you so much. And if folks need to find the Pike Nursery closest to them, how would they do that? Oh, you can find it by going to our website at pikenursery.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook where we have garden inspiration and timely garden tips from our experts here. That's right. You could go month to month. There's a section on the Pike Nursery website, month to month, what to be doing in October, what to be doing in November. And that is so helpful to many gardeners. Allison, have a great weekend. You too. Thanks, Ashley. Have a good one. You too. I love having the different store managers on from Pike Nursery to really share with you what they're passionate about and what's going on in their stores. So my thanks to Allison and for Desiree for coordinating that. 404-872-0750. Going to take Dwayne really quickly calling from Decula. Hey, good morning. Good morning, Ashley. How are you? Great. What's going on? Well, I just uh, I enjoy your show so much, and my ears just perked up a few minutes ago when you were talking about propagating angel's trumpet. Uh, that is one of my favorite plants. Mm -hmm. I love it. It's just I love the blooms and everything about it. 
But And I've shared it many times over the years, but I always am sure to tell people how poisonous it is, mm, poisonous yes. it is. And um, I've never had any problems with it myself, but I've read some pretty scary things about how, you know, you can, uh, it, you know, besides doing anything intentional, which, of course, most people wouldn't do, but just the handling of it, all parts of it are poisonous. You can read online about it. You know, you can, if you're sweating and not, not having gloves and working with it, you can get it into your system. Mm. Um, it, it is highly toxic. You don't want dogs to eat it. You do not want children handling it. So. I'm always sure to tell people that before I share it with them. So very, very, you are an experienced yeah. gardener and a wise one. Thank you so much for, yeah, that's very thoughtful to tell people who may not know. Absolutely poisonous to all animals and people too. I've heard of exactly. people, I mean, it could be pretty bad, but in yeah. a mild case, maybe breaking out in a rash too. Well, I even read here, it said, you know, um, it said, you know, uh, let's see. Well, there's all sorts of things, but it just says, you know, just make sure that when you're handling it, I would have gloves on. And if it's like really hot and sweaty, I don't even work with it when in the, in the summer much when it's, you know, you just don't want to get it in your, in your system. Mm-mm. And you also don't want to take a chance of a child, you know, it says plant it away from, you know, play areas and stuff like that. You don't, you know, you, you just want to, you want to be cautious with it with children. And also, you know, I always propagate mine in, in water. I, I yeah. cut the stalks and put it in buckets of water and just leave it for the winter. And, you know, you want to be careful when you're handling that water too, because, you know, anyway, I know lots of plants are poisonous. And if we didn't, if we said, well, we're going to mark that off our list because it's poisonous, that would definitely reduce our list of plants that we have. So I'm not, you know, not, uh, not discouraging people from having your angel's trumpet. I just want to, I think it's important for people to be aware of the toxicity of it and just to handle with care. Yes, Dwayne, and that is so thoughtful. Thank you so much for doing the research on that and knowing that and telling the people that you share it with that as well. So great advice. And always, of course, wear garden gloves. Uh, We had a good conversation a couple of weeks ago about that. You just never know what may be in the soil that you're working with or with the petals or the leaves of certain plants and poison ivies nearby. Oh my goodness, gloves, always a good idea. Well, thanks so much for the call. Going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with some final thoughts here on Green and Growing on WSB. It's Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on 95.5 WSB. The news, weather, and traffic team will be here first thing Monday morning to help you get back to work on time and informed. Now back to Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. Coming back with a little Brad Paisley to end the show. About a minute left to go. So I wanted to thank everybody for calling in. We went off on some tangents, but in a very good way. I was just really pleased to talk about all the different flowers and things that you're seeing. And a reminder, too, when we were just speaking with Pike Nursery about that uh, lifetime guarantee on trees and shrubs. If now is the time you're planting some of those things, it's a great time to be doing that. So you do have that little bit of insurance, thanks to Pike Nursery. Check out Pansies at all the nurseries this weekend. Cool Wave are on sale for $2.97. That's a fantastic deal. And we also had Frank call in the first hour of the show. My thanks to him reminding us the Georgia Master Gardener Association virtual annual conference. If you want to be a part of that, sponsored by the Athens Area Master Gardeners, November 13th and 14th. You just register online, georgiamastergardeners.org. 
and the price is right there. It's a two-day event, and even if you can't be there in front of the computer for those hours, those two days, you're going to have access to it for the next two or three months. I'm really excited to be doing that. Well, coming up next Saturday, it's Halloween. We'll do a little bit of a spooky edition of Green and Growing, and I look forward to more exciting garden talks with all of you and what you're trying to do, what you're trying to accomplish in the landscape. Take care. Have a great Saturday morning, and I'll see you right back here on WSB on Monday morning with Triple Team Traffic during Atlanta's Morning News. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.